This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Hi everybody, my name's Ken Young. Welcome back to The Listening Room. I'm going to be playing you some rather splendid music for the next hour or so. We're going to kick off uh, with some Beethoven and an a overture he wrote which is not that well known, well, certainly not as well known as some of his other stuff. Uh, it's called King Stephen and it was uh, it's his Opus 117 and it was written in 1811. Uh, it was sort of part of a bunch of music that he wrote uh, as a sort of a commemorative thing for King Stephen, the founder of the Kingdom of Hungary in the year 1000. And it has an overture, which you're going to hear now, plus uh, nine vocal numbers, but they're not really done anymore. Uh, The overture is performed, um, but uh, it may be one that you don't recognise. Let's have a listen to it as performed by the Cleveland Orchestra under George Sell. Thank you. 
Well, that was a rousing way to get things underway. That was the King Stephen Overture by Beethoven, written in 1811. It was played for us there in a recording from 1966 by the Cleveland Orchestra, conducted by George Sell. A couple of years later, in 1968, our very own Melvina Major made a recording of a variety of music uh, with the renowned um, English accompanist Gerald Moore. I'd like to play you a song one of those songs that was recorded then at Abbey Road in London. Um, it's one of only 16 songs that Verdi wrote in his life. Of course, he's very well known for his operas, but he only wrote 16 songs. And this is one of them. It's called Il Tramonto, or The Sunset. Uh, in the, the poet watches the last rays of sunlight fading from the surface of the sea. His thoughts go back to a happier time when he was in love, and he wishes he could follow the path of gold across the waves to a port of peace. This is a very beautiful song by Verdi, as sung by Malvina Major, Malvina Major with Gerald Moore. Thank you. 
lovely song. Lovely song indeed. Um, that was Melvina Major. Dame Melvina Major, I should say. Accompanied by Gerald Moore in that recording from 1968 of Il Tramonte, or The Sunset, by Giuseppe Verdi. Let me move over to some French music now, and my main man, Claude Debussy, who actually was renowned, <laughs> even amongst French, uh, Spanish composers, of being able to somehow evoke Spain in many of the, well, some of the works that he wrote. The ironic thing is that he only spent an afternoon in Spain watching a bullfight, and that was the only time he was ever in Spain. But he heard about Spain, read about Spain, and saw postcards of Spain, and he uh, somehow or other managed to imbue his music with this uh, extraordinary taste and flavour of the music and the landscape of Spain. And he work, wrote a wonderful work as part of his image, or orchestral image, called Iberia. The first movement is what is uh, called uh, basically on the streets and through the byways and paths. And um, I'd like to play it for you now. It's a really evocative piece of music. And it's played for us here by the Royal, uh, sorry, the Royal Scottish National Orchestra, conducted by Stefan Denev. Iberia by Debussy. Thank you. 
Such wonderfully colourful music, don't you think? That was uh, the first moment of Iberia uh, by Claude Debussy, the, along the streets and paths. And um, it was played for us brilliantly there by the Royal Scottish National Orchestra, uh, conducted by their musical director, Stefan de Neve. Um, it was a release, a Chandos release in 2012, a double CD release of the complete works of Debussy, which I recommend very, very, very highly. It's the best recorded set I've come across, and I've heard a lot of them. So if you're into Debussy, Chandos, Royal Scottish National Orchestra with Stefan de Neve, D-E-N-E-V-E. Moving right along now um, to some Schubert, and a work he wrote in 1824, which was... Um, um, commissioned by a very famous clarinetist who's, oh, what's his, what's his name? I'm trying to think of his name. Oh, yes, that's right. Ferdinand Troyer he was a very famous clarinet player in Vienna and Germany in the uh, early 1820s. And he commissioned Schubert to write this rather long, but what is an hour long, actually, six movements, uh, octet, written for clarinet, horn, bassoon, one violin, one viola, one cello, one double bass. And I'd like to play the final movement, the Andante Molto, Molto Allegro, um, recorded live in 1998 at London's Wigmore Hall. And it's played for us by Michael Collins and friends.
goodness me, I wonder what happened there. Terribly sorry about that. And that, just a few seconds to go. Whew. Terribly sorry about that. Uh, I'll have to play that movement again another day. Um, that was the final movement of the Schubert Octet. It was played for us by a variety of musicians, um, English musicians, Michael Collins, very well-known clarinetist, Richard Watkins was on the horn, Robin O'Neill was the bassoonist, Isabel Van Kulen uh, and Peter Brunt were uh, the violinists, were the violinists, I should say. Uh, two violins, I said one before, that's not true. Uh, Demut Poppin, uh, the viola player, Franz Hel- Helmerson on the cello, and Mary Scully played the double bass. Moving right along, and uh, I'd like to play you a piece of uh, piano music by Gabriel Fauré, written about 1884. It's one of 13 nocturnes for the piano which he wrote, and this is number four in E-flat major. It's played for us by Catherine Stott.
Oh, I enjoyed that. I hope you did too. That was uh, Catherine Stott at the piano. Very fine pianist she is. And that was the uh, Nocturne number no. 4 in E-flat major, opus 36, by Gabriel Fauré. Beautiful music. A few weeks ago, one of Dunedin's favourite sons returned to town. Um, his name is Jonathan Lamalu. He's a very, very fine bass baritone singer who had forged rather a significant career in Europe, uh, residing in England. Um, COVID being COVID, a lot of our stars, as it were, and and um, various other people, musicians, uh, had to return to New Zealand because there's nothing for them to do over there. And Jonathan is one of those people. So glad we are to have him back, but uh, the circumstances... Um, very frustrating for someone like Jonathan, I imagine. Anyway, um, I'd like to play you something by Jonathan. He's a most wonderful singer. Uh, I've conducted him on a few occasions, and he's a lovely person, lovely to work with, and a very, very fine musician. And it was back in two, early 2000s, 2002, 2003, that um, a very fine English composer, Richard Ronnie Bennett, um, wrote uh, the uh, songs Before Sleep, for Jonathan. It was commissioned and first performed by Jonathan. It was a version for piano and voice. And what uh, Richard Rodney Bennett had done is uh, get some texts from uh, a cycle of texts from the Oxford Dictionary of Nursery Rhymes. Uh, but even those associated with traditional melodies, he didn't use the traditional melodies. He composed original vocal settings, combining childlike simplicity with a surprising degree of rhythmic sophistication. I'd like to play you one of those now. It's Wee Willy Winky and it's performed as I said by uh, Jonathan Lamalu with the Philharmonia Orchestra conducted by Sir Richard Hickox. Sleep, you rogue, glowering like the moon, rattling in an iron jug with an iron spoon, running, tumbling round about, foaming like a cock, squealing like I don't know what, making sleepy folk. Hey, Willy Winky, the child's in a creel, scrambling off its mother's knee like a very Tugging at the cat here and spoiling all her dreams. Hey, will 
and just like that it's finished. That was Wee Willy Winky from the song cycle um, Songs Before Sleep, written by English composer Richard Ronnie Bennett. And it was sung there beautifully, I thought, by Dunedin's own Jonathan Lamalu, freshly back from overseas um, to avoid all the COVID nonsense. Um, welcome back, Jonathan, if you're listening. Um, we get to work t- together later in the year. I won't say what, it's a nice big surprise waiting to happen. I can't wait for it. We're going to end today's programme with uh, the second movement of a very popular work by Dvorak, his Serenade for Strings, uh, which was written in 1875 and uh, to this day remains one of the composer's more popular orchestral works. It's a, uh, the second movement is rather rather lovely. It's very, very it's, it's a waltz. I think you're going to enjoy it. Second movement, Dvorak's Serenade for Strings.
Such lovely music. That was the second movement of the uh, really gorgeous uh, Serenade for Strings by Antonin Dvorak, famous Czech composer. It was written yeah, about 1875. In fact, he wrote the whole piece, five minutes. He wrote it in the space of only two weeks. Extraordinary. Um, and we're talking sort of a you know an almost half-hour piece written in two weeks. Pretty fantastic. Five movements. Serenade for Strings, Antonin Dvorak. Well, I'm afraid that that is uh, pretty much all we've got time for today. Um, I'm really glad to have your company on the show. I love bringing it to you, and I hope you enjoy the music that I play. I look forward to having you join me again next week at the same time on ORFM here in the listening room. Bye for now. The School of Performing Arts is the creative heart of Otago University. We pursue our passions as performers, actors, composers, songwriters, directors, music producers and dancers. Studying music, theatre or dance enriches any student's experience and opens the door to lifelong enjoyment. If you want to learn how to express yourself and communicate with others, work in a team, solve problems and think creatively, then come study with us. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.